This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello, and thanks for listening to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I have four exciting things to tell you about. First is my Kickstarter project for a comedy and music album called Flawfest. It features jokes, stories, and songs about booze, bears, James Bond, guilt, sloth, and other very easy sins. All the songs will be brand new tunes written and recorded by people like past obsessed guests Molly Lewis, Mike Furman, Bill Corbett, and many more. To back the project, go to kickstarter.com and search for Scrimshaw. The second exciting thing is shows with the double clicks. I'm doing two. Two shows with the double clicks. Sunday, June 23rd will be in Madison, Wisconsin at Pegasus Games, and Monday, June 24th will be in Minneapolis at Bryant Lake Bowl. For more information, visit doubleclicks.com. The third exciting thing is Convergence, our big geek extravaganza in Bloomington, Minnesota over the 4th of July weekend. I'll be doing a bunch of panels, a special Doctor Who episode of Obsessed, and I'll be recording a brand new stand-up comedy show all about superheroes called Joseph's Super Issues. The fourth exciting thing is that I haven't seen Man of Steel yet, so I'm not mad about it. Yet. I still have hope. That probably won't last, but we'll see. I'll report back later. Hope to see you all around this summer, and thanks as always for listening to Obsessed. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming to Obsessed. For those listening uh, to the podcast, we're recording live at a convention called CoreCon. It is a great convention, and I've drawn some uh, random audience volunteers from a little basket of fate. Uh, And strangely, the people I drew are actually married to one another. Is that correct? That's correct. Last we checked. Okay. (laughs) You're not just dating with the same last name. You're actually married. Yes, we've been married. Uh, It'll be 17 years in July. Wow. Okay, (laughs) cool. So no matter what we talk about in terms of your obsession, there's also your relationship that we could talk through on this podcast, right? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like you guys are really into that. Cool. Uh, So Sherry, uh, your obsession is squirrels. Correct. Which is awesome because I also love squirrels, Mm -hmm. so we'll get to that. And Michael, your obsession is streetcars. Yes, indeed. Excellent. And those two things might go together <laughs> in very dangerous <laughs> ways. Unfortunate, unfortunate ways. Yes. But first, I'd just like to get to know you guys a little bit. So, Sherry, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, who I am? Uh, well, I am a therapist. I lived in the Twin Cities. And I recently completed my master's degree in counseling and psychotherapy. So that's been my other obsession of late. And I'm in the process of getting licensed. I'm also a big geek who's married to a big geek. Um... And uh, I guess those are the kind of the basics. <laughs> that seems pretty thorough. That's yeah. good. That's good. And Michael, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Uh, I'm a local science fiction and fantasy author, spoken word performer, storyteller, uh, totally broke. <laughs> <laughs> so those things don't make any sense. Uh, so, so you know, I actually have a real world job too that I don't really talk much about, but it's for a giant, large evil corporation. Oh, a giant! Are you are you comfortable saying which giant evil corporation? They're in banking. I'll stop there. They're in banking. So Target? <laughs> no. Eviler. Eviler than Target. Walmart? Walmart has banks? Wow. Cool. Soon. Soon. Ominous. Uh, so let's start talking a little bit about squirrels. So I have a lot of reasons I like squirrels. But uh, why, why, do you, why did you write down squirrels for your obsession? Um, well, I've been obsessed with squirrels since I was in college. I grew up in 
a in western Oklahoma on the prairie where we don't have squirrels. And so when I went to college in a town, like many college towns where there are trees all over uh, the campus, that was when I was first introduced to squirrels. And they're so cute and hoppy, hopping all <laughs> over campus. Which, uh, which college? University of Oklahoma. OK. So did the squirrels get fed by the other students a lot? Yes. And um, they actually got fed by me as well. Uh, but my first encounter with a squirrel was when I got bit by one. Exactly. This is where I was going. <laughs> yes. They get vicious on the campus. They, they do, um, because a squirrel wants to check and see if you are food or if what <laughs> you are offering is food. And if what you are offering is your hand and there is no food in it, well, it just wants to be sure. And so that's how I got bit and how I had to have a tetanus shot, my very first tetanus shot. <laughs> I did not have to get a rabies shot because the squirrels on campus were not known for having rabies, so I was managed to avoid that fate. But that's how I got a reputation uh, among my dorm friends as being known as the were squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I went to the University of Minnesota and there are a lot of squirrels there and they've been trained to be extremely aggressive because uh, students feed them all the time mm -hmm. and there wasn't particularly like, good trash uh, guards. Uh, so every once in a while I would get to see a squirrel grab something out of the trash to eat. Huh. And the best thing is once I saw a squirrel pull out an entire hostess fruit pie. Like somebody had taken like one bite. The squirrel's like, the rest is mine. Like, that squirrel, I'm sure, died halfway through that hostess but, fruit pie. But it died happy. Yes, it died full of apple, cherry, and disease. Uh, but I, yeah, I never got bit, and a lot of people I knew got bit because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, here, have a crumb. Ah! No, I'll take yes. your hand. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're just trying to make sure your food, though. That's all. Yes. The, so is that something you know scientifically, or did you just, <laughs> is that your theory that they're testing, like, I've, can I've, I eat this human? <laughs> I think I read it at some point later down the road, or maybe it was the doctor who told me that when I went to get my tetanus shot. <laughs> they were trying to reassure me that that squirrel is not rabbit. It's just trying to figure out if you're food. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's not a comforting thing to me. <laughs> This tiny animal just wants to know if it can eat yeah. all of you. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Uh, okay, Michael, so let's talk a little bit about uh, how streetcars came into your life. Why do you like streetcars? I, I just got weirdly obsessed about them all of a sudden. This is a fairly, I don't know, the last few years thing. Um, we, we moved up into the Twin Cities, and I decided to throw myself into my adopted city really hard. And so I was studying the history of the Twin Cities. And, of course, the, one of the greatest streetcar systems in the U.S. was here at mm -hmm. one point. And I just, I got overly fascinated by it. And I kept trying to write it into stories and it kept not fitting. And 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 I would, you know, I'd like went down and rode the streetcar down at Lake Harriet and 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 started collecting. When they tore up the tracks, they, you know, they were putting mm -hmm. in the new light rail, um, the green line, and they, they were digging up University at Dale Street. And so they're tearing up train tracks, streetcar tracks to put down tracks for the new train. So I, and, and you guys can't see this, obviously, because we're in, you know, blog land, but I'm, I'm blind. And so I'm down in the construction rubble trying to find chunks of rail and rail bed to take home, which I did. And, and, and were I, you alone at the time? Yeah, totally alone. <laughs> the construction guys hadn't got to the site yet. I was out there at about 6.30 in the morning heading for my job. That I so you're done. saying that you're, you have a personal experience as a blind man of digging for streetcar rubble yes, alone, alone, but you can't figure out how to work it into a story. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, he eventually when he puts it that way, I feel <laughs> awfully, awfully silly. <laughs> now, now, I did eventually end up using them in a novel. Uh, the idea that 
you know, because there's still a couple of, of antique streetcars running in the Twin Cities, the idea was that as long as these two cars run, then somewhere in an alternate under reality, all of the streetcars run. So it's like the ghost of the system. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't kind of know the history of streetcars, like it was a huge, huge big deal in Minneapolis. They were originally powered by the St. Anthony Falls uh, waterfall, which is one of the first hydroelectric dams. So it was like this big achievement. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, when the 50s, when everything was like freeway, buses, all of the city leaders in Minneapolis thought that that they were really, really smart to have buses. And they're like photos of proud uh, Minneapolis government people with like a thumbs up and a burning streetcar yeah, behind that's, them. That's mm -hmm. really one of the iconic pictures of yeah, the They're patting themselves on the back for destroying right. an actually efficient transit system. Right. Yeah. And, and, and replacing it with buses. With buses. <laughs> and, and these streetcars, I mean, those original buses from the 1950s, where were they? But the, the streetcars that they got rid of, they ran in Trenton, New Jersey for a long time. Some of them still run in Mexico City. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay, so you are a very obsessive person, so it sounds like yeah. if you, you grab onto something, you have to find out everything about it? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so will you burn through streetcars and go on to something else? Will you be in a, a different rubble pit <laughs> digging for a different <laughs> obsession? It's quite possible, because <laughs> I, I've, I've started trying to collect pieces of old buildings that are being torn down or are falling apart. So I've got like chunks of flour mills and pieces of lost theater and I'm obsessively trying to figure out where the last of the rubble of the Metropolitan Building is. So <laughs> piece of it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's in so a museum so you can you can probably you'll probably have to like put on your cat burglar suit. <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> I think you can do it. I, maybe skip the suit. Will but you be, you you be Catherine Zeta-Jones for me, babe? <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. So now we're getting into the marriage. <laughs> Who's willing to dress up as what? <laughs> you guys go to cons. Do you dress up at home? Uh, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it is a hyperlink, and we're jumping to that <laughs> podcast right here, right now. Do we dress up at home? Not as much as we dress up at cons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I dress. I, I dress up sometimes. Uh, not usually at home, uh, but I do dress up because I do, I do theater sometimes. And uh, a couple years back, I did a show called An Inconvenient Squirrel, and it was kind of we a. We saw that show. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a really, it was a really fun show. It was like a kind of a family-friendly show. Uh, it's sort of like Shrek for kids, but for adults kind of thing. And, but it's all about squirrels. And uh, I had just got these new squirrel costumes that a man designed for me. And they were kind of a cartoonish thing where it was a suit, but then like a squirrel hood and a big squirrel tail. At the same day that I got these costumes, we, we had recently moved into a new house and we were having a problem that there was something in our walls, either raccoons or squirrels. <laughs> and the guy, the customer came to my door, had me try on the squirrel costume, and then the animal control person came to the door <laughs> and took Joe away <laughs> <laughs> and walked into my home and was like, mm, what? Uh, look, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> and the animal sure. guy was like, I, I honestly don't know what this looks like. <laughs> I have no idea what to make of this. It, it looks like a man in a squirrel costume. It I'm did. I'm not sure what sure. to do now. Yeah, and I've told this story on the podcast before too. Those costumes are now in the basement and at one point we did get squirrels in our house and the squirrel was running around the basement and then stopped and stared at the squirrel costumes. <laughs> I always felt bad for him because I think it's like a moment where he's in like a serial killer's house. Like, <laughs> there are five giant skinned squirrel suits in this guy's basement. It's like seeing your own god's skins hanging from the wall. Exactly. I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, so a question I like to ask people is, 
how would your life, Sherry, be different if you didn't have squirrels in that place of obsession for you? People wouldn't know what to buy me for my birthday. <laughs> 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 you know, when you, whatever you collect, you know, whatever knickknack there is, shelves of in your home, people are, see that in your home and they go, oh, she likes that. I'll right. buy that for her for her birthday. So I have, I don't know, somewhere between 20 to 3,500 um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, squirrel figurines cutters because people keep <laughs> buying them for me, even though I don't bake. <laughs> but people keep buying. And I finally, I just, I hung them on the kitchen wall so that people will see that I own them so they don't have to buy one for <laughs> me. <laughs> so that's one way my life would be different. Excellent. And uh, sadly, people can't buy Michael a streetcar. But Michael, can you tell me uh, how, how your life would be different if you didn't have streetcars to obsess? On. Dudes, if you want to buy me a streetcar, uh, feel free. I mean, I don't know where the hell I'll park it, but feel <laughs> free to buy me a streetcar. It will be fine. I will find a place for it. Um, I, that's a really good question. I think that that it would be that I would have to find something else to fill that time. Quite frankly, that I've spent researching streetcars and reading about streetcars and running around trying to find streetcars to ride on and looking online to find streetcar paraphernalia to buy. I'd have to fill that up some other way. And it would it would be some other crazy thing, like trains or baseball cards. Or but it sounds like it would be something clothes. old. It sounds like yeah. you appreciate the past. I, I really, I do go in for that sort of thing. I. Maybe it's just that I've gotten old and I'm an antique now, too. But I really, um, well, let's see. Gosh, there's the streetcars. There's buildings. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in dead buildings and buildings that are disappearing. Um, I used to collect coins for a while. That was like my temporary obsession. And then coin collecting is expensive. You can't <laughs> just go down into a rubble pit. And, and well, I guess maybe you could if you were really lucky, but you can't just go down into a rubble pit and find, you know, really cool coins, you know. So... So I quit doing that, but um, I really like one of the reasons that I like like chunks of old buildings and why I went down to get the pieces of streetcars is I really like the tactile thing. I like to actually be able to touch it and feel it and hold it and sleep with no, not sleep with. <laughs> but um, so. So uh, Sherry, uh, what do you what what animal would you replace squirrels with if squirrels just disappeared from the world? <laughs> <laughs> probably horses. I was obsessed with horses and unicorns as a kid. So probably probably horses. I just got this picture of this freakish squirrel horse <laughs> in my mind. Mutant squirrel. It's like a, a horse but with a squirrel head. With a horn that on its head. And just wants to bite to see if it can eat you. <laughs> Pink and purple fluffy <laughs> wings. Something scary, I'm sure. Cool. So uh, one thing I like to do on the podcast is I kind of have like litmus test questions because everybody takes uh, obsession in a different way. And I like to ask people kind of like test how deep this obsession is. Oh, dear God. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Sherry, do you think about it every day? Do I think about squirrels every day? Every day. Uh, probably, yeah. How could you not with those cookie cutters <laughs> staring at you? Well, that and as I leave the house every day, the cat says, meow, mommy, please put the food out so I can play with my friends. Because you put the food out, the cat looks it out the window at his friends, and then he can be entertained by the squirrels while we're gone for the day at work. So your cat says, meow, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you guys don't dress up at home? <laughs> The meow implies the rest, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> and does the cat say meow daddy, too? <laughs> I, you're going to have to answer that one. No, the cat doesn't talk to me, really. <laughs> um, he just kind of looks at me, and he's like, gives me that look like, 
so are you going to open that can of cat food, or am I going to have to kill you? Wow, that's really saying a lot for not even meowing. <laughs> and uh, Michael, do you think about streetcars every day? Probably not, actually. Um, I think about public transit every day because I ride the bus every day. So there'll be there'll be times when I'll I'll be like, wouldn't this be cooler? It might be slower. It might be draftier. And that's an important point that Michael's obsession does extend wider to public transit. This man is a bus savant. <laughs> if if you need to get from anywhere in Minneapolis or the Twin Cities metropolitan area to anywhere else, don't call Metro Transit. Call Michael. Excellent. I'll be calling you a lot yeah. because I hate their fucking website. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's here for you. <laughs> okay, so Sherry, I've got another question for you. Uh, have you spent a lot of money on squirrel stuff yourself, or would you? Um, yeah, there's a, there's quite a few figurines that I bought for myself because they were unique or cute or something. So. Yeah, how much would you pay me for one of my squirrel costumes? Oh, Jiminy. Um, I don't know that I feel the need to own one of those. <laughs> I think you're but, lying, but okay. But, but thanks for the offer, man. I appreciate I'll wear it if you buy it. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay, now we may have to open negotiations. Very twisted field of dreams line there. I'll wear it if you buy it. Just, just, just to see this man wearing that would be pretty awesome. Excellent. And uh, Michael, if you had to pay for the rubble that you picked up, would you buy streetcar rubble? You know, I'm I'm pretty good at sneaking into places, even at this age in blindness. So no, I would just continue to steal streetcar <laughs> rubble. I would totally because it's rubble; it's just laying there to be taken anyway. So, so I would just continue to uh, to pick it up and put it in my bag and walk away nonchalantly and in a squirrel rubble. costume. <laughs> totally a squirrel totally. burglar costume. I would totally wear the squirrel costume. Excellent. Okay, With Sherry. The white cane. Would you wear squirrel underwear? <laughs> uh, no one has given it to me yet, but I would not acquire it on my own. But if someone gave it to me, I think I would wear it just to laugh. I want to clarify. <laughs> Is this underwear with squirrels on it or squirrel underwear made of squirrel? Oh, damn. I'm not wearing underwear made of squirrels, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> If you got underwear that had cute little pictures of squirrels on okay. it, and you, you put it on, and you're like, oh, I, I, this is fun, and then someone told you it is actually made of squirrels, <laughs> would you, would you take your underwear off right away? It's kind of late at that point, so I guess you might as well enjoy the moment. Yeah, I don't know who this theoretical person is, this underwear whisperer. He's a these are surprisingly cottony squirrel pelts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Michael, would you wear streetcar underwear? In a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. Get me streetcar underwear, I'll wear it. Nobody will know except the woman I'm married to. Exactly. Well, this, that's part of the reason I asked this question is because I, if you like geeky things like Batman... People. People wear Batman underwear all the time. Right. That's that's where Target gets half its money is Batman <laughs> underwear. But applied to other obsessions, it's a little weird. But nobody actually sees it. So it's like right. so I wanna right. let my spouse know that I like Batman. <laughs> I'll wear put Batman on my cock. Um, Cause he's Batman. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So would you, Sherry, be mean to your mom because of this obsession? Would I be mean to my mom because... Like if your mom came to your house and said, you shouldn't have this squirrel stuff, would you throw down? Would you fight with her about it? Hmm. 
I, I might get kind of snippy. That's what that's the word that my mother uses when I'm uh, behaving in a in a manner that she considers inappropriate. So I would probably get snippy with her. Yes, <laughs> attitudinal, perhaps. Does she use that word too? No, that's mine. <laughs> I'd get defensive. I don't know if I'd be mean. I'm not a mean person inherently. But no, but that's part of what the fun of the question is. Uh, is but how far would you push it? How far would I go? I'd, I'd get bitchy. Be like, what's your problem? <laughs> they're squirrels. They're fine. They're fun. Get over it. I like that you have these degrees of snippy, <laughs> attitudinal, bitchy. Yeah, it depends on how pushy mom's being. And then, you, then there's the nuclear option. <laughs> <Is that next? laughs> it's, it's kind of hard for me to imagine my mother pushing me that far on that. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. But, but I, what if she found you in the underwear? Then she might, <laughs> she might push on that, right? She would just give me that look that moms give you when they really don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with that look. Yeah, I, bet I you can are. hear that look on the phone <laughs> when I call my can. mom. Okay, uh, Michael, uh, would you would you fight with a spouse or loved one about streetcars? A spouse or loved one? As or, as, as or, a mom. or a mom. I would throw my mom under the bus if it came down to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sherry. If Michael Bay made a movie about squirrels, would you go to it? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Do the squirrels win? Well, yeah, yeah, if it was called the squirrels, sure. Okay. I mean, there'd probably be evil squirrels and good squirrels. Yeah, okay. Yeah, totally. I'm and there. I bet the good squirrels would triumph right at the last minute. Hell yeah. Dude, you and I would be there in the front row together. Absolutely. Well, yeah, see, I, I would have some pause because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, of Michael Bay as a, as a filmmaker. Okay. And I wouldn't necessarily want him you, you're to... You're going to let me down? You're not going to come with me? Well, I'll I'm, come with you, but okay. I'm not going to promise to be happy about it. <laughs> I don't know if he will... I will probably be very geeky about it. And <laughs> I don't think he uh, captured the true spirit of squirrels. It's just, <laughs> just uh, explosions <laughs> and cheap nut jokes. Uh, you and I are going to be sitting there picking apart squirrel behavior and our spouses are just going to be shaking their heads yeah he didn't he didn't get it it's no, about they're, they're trying to find out if they can eat us that's right. what's going on <laughs> that's, he didn't understand that's right they didn't understand okay and michael uh is there a filmmaker that you don't like well you, you said michael bay and that really kind of horrified me right there <laughs> okay so uh, if michael uh, bay made a movie about street cars that turn into giant robots <laughs> I would be like underneath the seats of the theater going, no, 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 please make it stop. Make it, no, no, no. Or I might just have to hunt him down and throw him in a river. I don't know. <laughs> in one of your cat burglar suits. Right, that right, in a cat burglar suit. I, I, I would be horrified. I'm pretty horrified at anything Michael Bay does, frankly. Okay. So, so you, Even squirrels. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so this is one of my favorite questions. Sherry, are you ready for this? Okay. Would you talk to Hitler about squirrels? Would I talk to Hitler about squirrels? Well, assuming that we could understand one another, <laughs> I, I think we, I, I would be interested in what he had to say. <laughs> but <laughs> this is very tactful of you. <laughs> but I'm not sure he would be interested in what I had to say. And if I don't feel heard, I'm not sure it would be a very interesting conversation for me. That is an awesome answer. Thank you. Did I would I talk to Hitler if he were open and polite about it. Right. I did mention I'm a therapist. <laughs> yes, you did. But that was the first moment where the therapist came out. Where you're like, I'm going to use one of my buzzwords as a therapist. Right. I need to feel heard by Hitler. <laughs> about squirrels, yeah. Is Hitler an active listener? <laughs> right. That's really the question. Yeah. I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, I, I think it would be a lot of screaming in <laughs> right. German about I, I Das think Squirrel. I think, be, 
I think it'd be a very short conversation. <laughs> the Uber squirrel we and whatnot. Some, we need some mediation. <laughs> <laughs> Please use all your therapist buzzwords that you can. I love them. <laughs> okay. Okay, and Michael, would you talk to Mussolini about streetcars? I think that with Mussolini, the last thing Mussolini would hear would be clang, 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 ding, ding, thump. <laughs> you would fill him right under the streetcar. <laughs> You'd be right under there with right your under, mom. Right, right with my mom. Mussolini and my my God, I hate to compare my mom to Mussolini. Or do I hate to compare Mussolini they're to my both mom? Under I, your massive public transportation the, weapons. That's right. That's right. You all didn't think public transportation was a weapon. We can kill you with it at any time. We know where you are. You totally could. you Because you know the bus schedule well enough that you could tell someone could, standing could, at this corner right here, and then you know they're going to get hit by the 6A, right? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, just you know, walk out in the street at this time. It will stop and pick you up. Trust me, no. Or just get them stranded, you know, out in the wilderness or at the end of the line. or Like some, Woodbury. Like yeah. Woodbury, exactly. Who wants to be stranded in <laughs> Woodbury? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Sherry, this is a question I haven't asked people for a while, and it, it came up uh, a while ago, but I want to ask this because your spouse is here. Um, Uh-oh. I had someone on the podcast named Sharon Steitler, uh, mm-hmm. who is a professional birder. I think you guys probably know her. Uh-huh. And she claims that she was not obsessed with birds because if a bird landed in her window while she was having sex, she would not stop having sex <laughs> to look at and catalog the bird. <laughs> so. Okay. Would you stop having sex to look at a squirrel? <laughs> Would I stop having sex to look at a squirrel? See, no, because there are squirrels every day. Yeah, it's not like a it's not a huge either or thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But okay, so let's imagine squirrels have disappeared from the universe. We don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it's like a Douglas Adams thing. <laughs> the world's gonna end, and the squirrels okay. got out of here. And you haven't seen a squirrel for like two years, and you and Michael are are about to make love. Okay. But a squirrel hops in the window. Yeah, I guess it depends on which has happened more recently. I've seen a squirrel or I've had sex. (laughs) (laughs) So whichever one is more novel, I guess that's which one's going to get my attention. All right, Michael. So you need to uh, keep busy at keeping busy. Darn. Darn. Okay, and now this works for you too. So if uh, you're making love. Tuesday nights, like you always do, to keep it regular, right? Right, right. So she doesn't get distracted by squirrels. Right, because we don't want that. And a streetcar goes by. How fast is it moving? Do I have time to actually, like, go, hey, honey, streetcar, streetcar. I mean, if the streetcar is outside my window, I'm like, babe, babe, we're being watched by a streetcar. (laughs) And it's kind of creepy. And can we pull the blinds, please, sweetie? I love the idea that it would just slowly creep up into the window. Just... Creepers. Maybe ease back. back a little bit. Ease back in. <laughs> kind of looks up. The lights flash. The bell dings a little bit. Now, and can we just close the blinds with the whole squirrels and streetcars and 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 love you? But you know. Okay. Now you guys seem really healthy because you know the whole therapist thing. So I'm gonna fish a little bit more. It here. helps. Oh, so it, I'm sensing something. So let's imagine that a streetcar. It's being driven by a giant squirrel. <laughs> it pulls up right side, right outside of the window that you always have sex by. Because those damn blinds. Who didn't close the blinds? So this is utterly okay. fascinating <clears throat> the, what, okay. to both of you, what's, what's pulled up. Okay. It seems like you've been together for a long time. Uh-huh. You have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Could you discuss what's happening and continue to have intercourse? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I told you, we've been married almost 17, 17 years. years. I think we could discuss just about anything. You're looking for things to chat about, aren't you? Maybe there's a streetcar we're being driven by a giant squirrel out there, and can you shift to the left just a little bit? <laughs> uh, no problem, honey. <laughs> mm, I'm going to have to throw that image under the streetcar. <laughs> You asked the question. I know, I know. It's excellent. And you guys, it's really cool to have a, a happy, confident, married couple who can address these things so quickly and honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so uh, I like to have people try to kind of demonstrate their obsession in some way. So is there, not the sex thing. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of those conventions. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> pretend it's Tuesday at 8.45, sex night. Could you make angry squirrel noises? Can I make it? Again, not sex related. <laughs> Is it cheating if I say I have an app for that? <laughs> y yeah, yeah. Um. It's nice to know that you have an app for that. But <laughs> tells me more about your obsession, but... <laughs> Um, can I make angry squirrel noise? No, actually, I can't. You, come on. I bet you can. Um, I, I really can't. I, I can, can you make happy squirrel noises? Um, I can make a noise that might sound like I'm trying to make a squirrel noise. Okay, so you, you interpret your cat's meows into full human sentences. <laughs> so how about if I make a squirrel noise, and okay. then you tell me okay. what it is that I've said in normal human language? <laughs> Okay, so okay. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> in the language of squirrels. And you'll interpret. Be good. Okay. It okay. better be. <clears throat> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, where is the goddamn squirrel food, you bitch? <laughs> Why have you not fucking put it out for me yet on the patio? I'm sitting here looking at you and you're Freaking cats, get it out here fucking now. Wow, I said a lot. Yeah, you're very articulate. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I try. Okay, uh, Michael, can you demonstrate in an audio way streetcars in some way? Can you make streetcar noises that your wife could interpret? <laughs> Michael, is, could is you make, Yeah, I would like you to make the noise of a streetcar making love with another streetcar. And then your wife will interpret the dirty talk that is happening between the streetcars. Clang, 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 ding, 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 clang, 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Okay, what was that sexy jazz poetry all about? Um, th there was some, there was some ooh baby that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that in the ding ding, ding as well. Ding ding, yes, yes, ding ding. <laughs> and there's a mom underneath us, yes, <laughs> <laughs> thrown under there. Okay, yes. I always. Uh, is there anything else that you guys feel the world must know about your obsessions? Is there anything else that you would like to share about squirrels, Sherry? Oh, I once role-played a squirrel in a D&D game. You did? Yeah, I had a squirrel familiar, actually. Were you, so you were playing like a witch or a wizard yeah. character? In yeah, uh, a sorcerer. 
And were you playing the squirrel, or was it just a, a was it a <laughs> non-player character? Well, the, the, I, the sorcerer was my player character, and then she had a squirrel familiar, and the, the, the familiar also kind of took on a life of its own, so I was playing both. And did you make squirrel noises? No. Okay. <laughs> How did, did you, did the squirrel just talk with normal human language? Um, it didn't talk at all, it, you know, other than in the familiar way where, you know, the character and its familiar can communicate with each other. The most unique thing about it was that uh, in, in my sorceress way, I was able to give it spells. And so, like, you can use the D&D game. This is, okay, we're going to get uber geeky. You can, in the D&D, you, you can use shocking grasp, right? So you can touch another character and, like, electrocute it. Okay. So I cast shocking grasp on my squirrel, <laughs> and it could go and bite people. And so it was shocking bite. And so all the orcs in the world of Dolan Bid were afraid of squirrels because the, if a squirrel bit them, they got shocked. That is, like, one of my favorite things I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought you might if like I that. Could, oh, man, I would love to have a shocking squirrel. In the real world, let's, yeah. you know, not D&D, because people would just have no idea yeah. what would, hap would be happening at all. Yep. Oh, yep. that'd be awesome. Okay, so, Michael, is there anything else that you feel the world must know about uh, streetcars? Gosh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's really anything that I feel like the world must know about streetcars. I think they were a great, classic, romantic way to kind of get around, but... I say that looking back on something that's not the regular mode of transportation. If I rode streetcars every day, it would probably be just like the damn bus. You know, it would be people yelling kids and people coughing on the back of your neck and people puking on your shoes and too loud music and arguing with the driver. So, <laughs> And yet I love the bus transportation system because it gets me around where I want to go. So It's great. And it's great to... I, I like taking the bus every once in a while because it does just remind you of not being isolated and seeing all of the different people with all of their different problems in life and, yeah. and the good things and the bad things and right. everybody needs to get somewhere. Yeah, they, they all have a story, you know, and, and you don't know exactly what those stories are. So you sit on the bus and you make stories up about them, obviously. As yeah, it's do. a great thing to do as a writer. <laughs> cool. So I would like to uh, wrap up the podcast with some serious, pompous questions. They don't necessarily need to be related to your uh, obsession. Uh, so, Michael, we're actually going to start with you. Uh, because Sherry actually already answered this question, which okay. is amazing. Wow. Michael, if you were a werewolf, but you didn't turn into a wolf, and instead you could turn into any were thing, what were thing would you turn into? Oh, lynx. Were lynx. That's probably my secondary obsession is, is, is the lynx. The women's basketball team no. in the Twin Cities? Although I do like them quite a bit. But no, the Canadian lynx, the, the wild animal that, that you know eats rabbits and... <laughs> Other rodentia. Awesome. So you like links. Do you have links cookie cutters in your kitchen? I do not have links cookie cutters in my kitchen. I, I have like a small stuffed toy links that sits on my desk up with the streetcar rubble and pieces of old buildings and stuff like that. Um, and well, our cat kind of looks like a links. We have this Maine Coon uh, cat, and, and he, if you look at him in the face, he looks like a little tiny links, and and he's kind of wild in his way. <laughs> so. Cool. All right, so Sherry, if you were trapped on a desert island and could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fellowship of the Ring. Wow. Yeah. That would be like being cockblocked for eternity. <laughs> 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 you can never finish the story. I, I don't care. It's still my favorite of the three. I, I love the film very much, but I, all I can ever think of is a friend of mine's mother went to the movie Mm -hmm. And her quote afterwards was, three goddamn hours and they didn't throw the fucking ring in the place? Yeah, yeah. 
it, it's it's my favorite of the three because it brings all these disparate people together. It's the D and D movie. You bring everybody together. They're all from the different races, different classes. They have all these reasons why they don't want to be together, and they have all these reasons why they don't want to get along. But they're brought together by one common purpose: this bond of brotherhood and fellowship. And they're united for this common cause. And they they get into these fights together. And all of a sudden, even though they don't agree, they're willing to work together and save each other's lives and go and you know defend each other's backs and. That's what I love about it. Not only is that beautiful, but it also is very similar to Michael's description of public transit. <laughs> <laughs> this would be perhaps why we've been married for 17 years. Oh, you guys are awesome. Okay, uh, Michael, if you could have one extra body part, like an arm or a leg or a face, which would it be and why? Ooh, an extra body part. Uh, <laughs> God, it's hard not to go for the cheap joke here, but... That's okay. We all did. And <laughs> we did it in our minds, and we, it's we passed. Did, exactly. We just did that in our heads, so it's okay. Um, gosh, I, 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 I... You know, there's a part of me that's like, well, I could use an extra eye. I'd have to put it in the middle of my forehead, and that would look weird. But then it probably wouldn't work anyway, just like the other <laughs> ones I have. So, I, you know... An extra hand, then maybe, so I could learn the type three-handed and, and write even faster than I, than I possibly. Where, can. What, where would the third I, arm a, be? Or you said hand? Do you just want a hand? Well, actually, no. I want the whole arm. <laughs> so I'm not sure where where I would want to put it. I don't know if it would want to be like a, something that hangs out here. Or I wouldn't want it from the middle of my chest because then that would displace all those organs and that would be unfortunate. Yeah, he's got that third arm in hand. He wanted too bad about his heart and his liver. And his lungs. <laughs> um, he's a strange-looking corpse. Um, but if I could figure out some way to mechanically make that work. You awesome. Know. That's a great answer for a writer. Okay, uh, Sherry, if you could make everyone in the world say the exact same word at the same time, what word would you make them say? Fuck. <laughs> Excellent. Because it feels so good, and we would all feel just so much better if we just, oh, fuck. <laughs> so would you have them say that everybody would say is slightly exasperated, like they just dropped their tea? <laughs> ah, fuck. I, I, I think that can be individual. Like, if, if they're feeling great, it could be like, it could be, fuck, you know, just whatever, you know. Yeah. That can be individual. Just whatever makes you feel good. That's great. Just a, a whole a rainbow of fucks. <laughs> a rainbow of fucks. A plethora of fucks. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, uh, Michael, uh, this is the final question for everyone on the podcast. What is happiness? Oh, gosh. What is happiness? Um, I, I think happiness is just being comfortable with yourself and with who you are and, and, and going through life not giving a fuck really what the other people think you know ha happiness is going home to you know this this woman i love and and, and my fuzzy cat and and, and the streetcar period in the window tuesday night at 8 45 <laughs> and, and so I, I think that that's what what it really boils down to i think happiness is is something that we we try to manufacture with with drugs and money and guns and and stuff like that and and really happiness is just learning to be comfortable in your own skin and doing your own thing excellent and my mother was a hippie in case you can't tell <laughs> and sherry the therapist yes what is happiness oh yes okay i can't just use his answer um what is happiness? i don't think stealing is happiness <laughs> um i can't steal his happiness um, if, if well, I can add to his ha to his happiness answer. Um, happiness is being surrounded by people who love and accept you for who you are. 
No, so he said accepting yourself. I also think being surrounded by those who love and accept you. I've worked very hard to build a chosen family of people who get me and appreciate me. And I work very hard to get and appreciate those people that I love. And to me, that's happiness. Oh, that is fucking awesome. Thank you. I think so, too. Thank you very much. Yeah. That is our podcast. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.